You're tuning in to Growpoint Dumagedi Podcast, where it's all about relationships. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. You are currently listening to our series titled, Jesus on the Move. Good morning everybody, please take your seats. Dagang salamat, worship team. I really have to say thank you to our worship team today. You did a great job. Thank you for leading us in praising our Lord. Um, I know nga grabe ni sila og effort, but your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, padayan lang gud mo sa inyong pagpangalagad sa Gino. Today, we will continue sa atong study on the Gospel of Mark entitled Jesus on the Move. We are now in chapter 10, beginning in verse 32, hangtod sa verse 45. And by way of introduction, I want to emphasize this. I want to say this again. Nga sugod of chapter 8, nga sa chapter 10, this is probably the most sustained and specific teaching on discipleship you can find in the New Testament. So kung magisgot ka kag making disciples or unsa nang maging disciple, maging follower ni Jesus, dini ka makakita o kanang extensive kayo nga pag-explain, pag-expound ni Jesus Christ sa Mark chapter 8 hangtod sa chapter 10. Interestingly, aning tulo ka mga chapters na ay pattern nga gabalik-balik. And I want to point that out for all of us today. And may the Lord use it however He wants to use it sa atong tagsa-tagsa ka mga kaugalingan. Here's the pattern. Kung mabasa ng chapter 8, 9, and 10, mo ang gabalik-balik o kahitabo. Una, there will be a passionate prediction of our Lord Jesus Christ about His death and resurrection. We first read that in chapter 8 verse 31 o 32. And then makabasa tag na, okay? Sa chapter 8 verse um I mean chapter 9 verse 30 to 31. Deon karong mabasa na to sa chapter 10 verse 32 to 34. And then after sa passionate nga prediction ni Jesus about his death and resurrection. Naaginay foolish nga response nga may tabo. Okay? Ma-expose kung unsa gyud ang tinud-anay nga uh, sitwasyon sa kasing-kasing sa iyang mga disciples. Ngani katong paghuman niya una niyang prediction sa iyang kamatayon ug pagkabanaw sa chapter 8 verse 31-32, pag 32-33 makita nimo diha kung unsay response ni Peter. Ningon si Peter, Lord, dili gina mo may tabo nimo. You will not suffer uh, in the hands of sinful men. You will not die. Again, remember, ang ilahang perception kabay Messiah, their understanding is this. Nga ang Messiah, nga gisaad sa Old Testament, is someone, okay, nga leader siya, revolutionary leader, who will dispose the Roman Empire. Muna ilahang perception. So kung kinsa tong ng lupig nila, Monay uh, lupigon sa Messias. They were thinking of earthly kingdom, earthly salvation. Okay? Monay huna-una sa mga Hudeyo. So si Peter ni-react siya. Pag-ingun, first time ni Jesus, um, itugyan ko sa mga kamot, sa mga makasasala, ilaha kong patyon, o niya, sa ikatulog adlaw, mabanaw ako. Nag-react si Peter, Lord, no, that shall never happen to you. And so ang ibuat ni Jesus, na asay, Ang sunod sa pattern, after that foolish response by a disciple or by the group of disciples, kaykatong mga apostles, Jesus Christ would then take the opportunity to teach them a lesson on discipleship about service and true spiritual greatness. In fact, gipasunod na na ko. Sa chapter 8, he talks about the demands of following the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, if you're gonna be my followers, you need to be ready to deny yourself Okay, to die to yourself daily and take up your cross and then follow me. If you are going to be my followers. So, kana siya, muna pattern ng kabalik-balik sa chapter 8, 9, and 10. Katulong man nag-predict ni Jesus ang niyang kamatay ng pagkabanaw. And every after he predicted his um, death and resurrection, the response was, katong kung gusto na by Peter, ang sunod, okay, nag-react ang iyahang mga Disciples sa chapter 9 verse 32 ngato sa verse 34 sa ikaduha niyang pagtagan sa iyang uh, kamatayan o pagabano naglali sila who will be the greatest 
Again, exposing the real condition of their hearts. Jesus took that opportunity to teach them a lesson on humility okay, that will pave the way for their effectiveness in serving Him in carrying out the Great Commission. And then in chapter 10, again today, as we will look into this um, passage, Jesus for the very, uh, I mean for the third time, will predict His death and resurrection. And again, we will read about their foolish response and the spiritual lesson on discipleship ngayihatag ni Jesus Christ. So that's the pattern. Now, I say that to say this. It seems to me that the gospel, the gospel message which is about the death and resurrection of Jesus will always expose the real condition of man's heart. It's very, very specifically, it will expose the sinfulness of man's heart. And our Lord's instruction here in this passage, so chapter 10, 32 to 45, is about spiritual greatness. And nabot na sa ito ang key verse, we will be covering verse 45 today, when, when the Bible says, even Jesus said, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. This is the key verse of the Gospel of Mark. And this is the ultimate reason why the Lord Jesus Christ came. And Maglanta Kano, this gets to the heart of the Gospel. The pattern for all who would follow Christ. We, as His followers, okay? Kung follower man ka ni Jesus, sundo na to kung unsa yung gibuhat. Okay? Atong i-pattern ng atong kinabuhi after sa kinabuhi ni Jesus Christ. So, if Jesus was sent to serve, to suffer, and to sacrifice His life to save sinners, sama sa yung gingon sa John chapter 20, in the same way, I am sending you. The only difference would be, we are not the Savior, okay? we are sent to point people to the Savior, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. We are sent to serve, even laying down our lives, if the Lord requires it, like He has ordained that for His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, a very interesting observation. After every prediction, kato siya, ma-expose ang imuhang condition sa kasing-kasing. So, if ganahan today tanga makabalog unsa yung real state of our hearts, I would recommend and I would highly encourage us to continually expose ourselves to the Gospels, to the Word of God. The Word of God will show you unsa tinood nga kondisyon sa imuhang kasing-kasing. So, let's get to the message for this morning in this passage. Mark chapter 10, 32 to 45, here is the main idea. This is the main thought. That Jesus calls His followers to sacrificial service to others. Just as He came to serve and save us. What we can learn from this paragraph, from this passage, is that si Ginoong Heso Kristo nagatawag sa iyahang mga tinunan, sa mga Kristohanon, to follow His footsteps, to pattern our lives, our lives after His life. So if Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to sacrifice His life to save sinners, Jesus is calling us to do the same. Because He is our example. In fact, in fact, si Peter, writing to the persecuted believers, dispersed okay, around the world, in his letter sa 1 Peter, siya, si Jesus suffered many things, leaving us an example so that we might walk in His steps. Siya ato ang model. Siya ato ang example. If you want to live a life that is abundant, a life that is fulfilling, a life of purpose and meaning, then pattern your life after the life of Christ. Again, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, how can we obey Christ's call to sacrificial service to others around us? 
In order to obey the Lord's call for all believers, for all of those who would want to be His followers, nga maging sacrificial sa tong service nga to sa tanang tao sa tong palibot, like He did, patterned after His life, then we need to learn from Jesus Christ about servanthood. Kung saan ang servanthood? And then, look at how He demonstrated that. Now, of course, dili rana dini aning a passage. You can see that throughout the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that may require reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to get the whole picture of how Jesus okay, exemplified servant leadership. How Jesus exemplified servanthood. Because even though He is the Lord of Lords and He is the King of Kings, He was the servant of all. When you talk about service to God, when you talk about being the servant of all, the slave of all slaves, see Jesus Christ ang perfect example. And that's the kind of life that God is calling us to. So, let us look into this encounter. Kining a particular encounter of His disciples with the Lord Jesus Christ when He led them on their journey to Jerusalem where He would ultimately sacrifice and lay down His life for all of us sinners. Verse 32. Ninga Bible. Now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem. Kikanin Jerusalem, nabungtod man eh. And Jesus was going before them. In other words, He was leading the way. And those who were following Him, His disciples, they were amazed. And, they, and as they followed, they were afraid. So they were both amazed and they were also afraid. And then he took the twelve aside and he began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Verse 33. He says, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priest and to the scribes. And they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. The third day, he will rise again. Here, makita na to, the third time, nag-predict ni Jesus, okay, ang iyahang kamatayon, nagpagamanaw. But this time, he added a lot more details. And as they were following the Lord Jesus Christ, leading the way, going up to Jerusalem, ningon pa na, they were afraid, and yet they were also amazed. Now, we can only speculate why were they afraid? I, I thought in my mind, it's probably because they were thinking of the per- persecution and the suffering that, you know, that, that may be the reason why Because remember, Jesus had a lot of encounters with the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leaders of the day. They were, I mean, they are still at this point, they are still set Okay, sa ilahang goal nga pat yun ganila si Jesus, they are, you know, aiming to destroy him and discredit him and eventually kill him. They really hated the Lord Jesus Christ because he exposed their hypocrisy. If that's the case, nga ang nahadlok sila tungod kay nakita nga nung muad tumadag Jerusalem, nga naaman dito ang mga, mga religious leaders. And kabalo man tanga, risky kayo nga muad to dito. So as they were following him, they were also trembling within themselves and they were like, why are we doing this? Is this the wise thing to do? They were following him and they were afraid. Now, concerning the readers of Mark, which are the Roman believers, under great persecution as well. If that's the case, because of persecution, then this is very significant section for the readers of Mark. And this is also significant sa Tua today. They were very familiar and they were well acquainted with similar persecutions. These Roman believers were under great pressure. And Mark included this to help them realize, guys, you're not the only ones who are being persecuted. Dili lang kay kamuray giyagayagaan, dili ra kay kamuray gikatawan, ridicule. Even those who are following the Lord Jesus Christ, even those... Okay? Who were the first group of people na nagkuyog-kuyog niya, nagsunod-sunod niya? Apostle Peter. Okay? Who is probably the main source of information in Mark as he wrote his gospel. He was one of them. 
And as they were following the Lord, walking up to Jerusalem, they were afraid. The disciples could be amazed with the courage of the Lord to lead the way up to Jerusalem, knowing the hostility of the religious leaders against Him. So siguro mo po na nakapamaze niya, kuya po ni magtutulo, maskin kabalo siya, nga na mga tao dito who are influential, who are powerful, who doesn't, who don't like Him, who is actually, you know, set sa ilahang goal nga i-discredit siya, nga i-destroy siya, muato lang gudgapon siya. They were probably amazed of the Lord's courage. And of course, we are blessed Kay we can see the whole picture. We know why Jesus had the confidence and the courage to walk up to Jerusalem. Because He was confident and He knew clearly He knew that He needed to go up to Jerusalem even though He would go through a lot of suffering and pain and He would be mocked and He would be scourged and He would be spat on Kabalo siya, ngamon na iyang agyan. Pero wala siya na hadlok, wa siya'y pagdua-dua, pagado dito, kay nakasabot siya, mauni ang plano sa amahan para sa kuwa, mauni ang kabubuton sa ginoo sa akong kinabuhi. And Christians, brothers and sisters, if you know the will of God for your life, that is a great anchor sa imuwang kinabuhi. Mone maghatag ni mong stability. Mone maghatag ni mong courage and confidence to move forward knowing that whatever is the risk, whatever challenges, whatever problems na gahulat ni mo sa unahan, you are confident that I am in the Lord's will and this is the safest place to be. Mone inaitabo sa atong ginoong Isu Kristo. Kabalo siya. Ngayon, kaya yung magandang gisulti siya ang mga disciples. Kaya ikatulunan ni Kabeses yung gisulti. Ilaha kong itugyan sa kamot sa mga makasasala. Okay? There will be an unfair trial. They will spit on my face. They will, you know, hit me. They will mock me. They will ridicule me. They will laugh at me. I will be crucified. Okay? He knew all of that. I will be scourged. But then, atugyapon siya. Kay kabalo man siya nga muna plano sa ginoo sa iyahang kinabuhi. Muna purpose sa ginoo sa iyahang kinabuhi. And so sa ato pang makita din hiya, okay? Nga ang atong ginong Jesus, niadtugit siya dito. And taking the twelve again, ningon pa din eh, sa sonod nga verse, He began to tell them what was going to happen. Magkunaula mo kung mamalandong ka. If nakasabot pa lang unta ang mga disipulo, okay? ang iyang mga followers, kung unsa ang unsa ning gospel message kabayan sa kinabuhi ni Kristo, sa iyang kamatayon, paglubong o pagkabanaw, kung nakasabot pa unta sila, kung unsa ning gina-communicate ni Jesus Christ to them, kung nakakuha pa sila, natuhog nila ang eternal implications of His death and resurrection, they would have been greatly encouraged by this. The problem is, they did not understand. And the reason why they cannot understand is because naasila ilang kaugalingong agenda. Kung ikaw bitaw no na kay kaistorya niya, na kay laing gihunaon na, di gud ka makadungog kung unsa ang hindi pang istorya. I mean, you're hearing word, but you're not getting the point. Kay imong mind na mas... Lain, lain man yung imagine Muna yun itabos mga disciples. Jesus has been telling them, I'm gonna die. And yes, I am the Messiah. And I will be crowned the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. But before the crown, I'll have to go through the cross of Calvary. But they cannot understand. Because ang ilang picture of the Messiah is, no, Messiah is not gonna die. Messiah will kill his enemies, not the other way around. Ultimately, by Jesus predicting his death, burial, and resurrection, and what he will suffer in the hands of sinful men, this will prove to be a very important part in establishing firmly the disciples' faith and confidence in Christ. When after his bodily re- resurrection, pagka nabanaw na Gizikristo, 
everything made sense to them. It was only after the resurrection that they understood what He has been teaching them. When they look back and realize that everything that Jesus said happened just as He told them, they realize that Jesus is indeed the promised Messiah who came not to be served, but to serve. Who came to suffer and sacrifice His life to save sinners. So, para sa kabahin lang gyapo sa work sa ginoo sa ilahang kinabuhi when Jesus predicted His own death and resurrection and even shared details this time about how the religious leaders and the Gentiles would treat and condemn Him to, to death not for the sins that He has committed but for the sins of humanity. So, nakatabang niya po nga gitag-an, gi-istorya na daan ni Jesus, ikatulong pa dyan niya kabeses ni Gibuat, kung unsay may tabo niya. Kay even though atong taknaa, dili nila masabtantanan, after siya namatay, gilubong, o labi na after siyang pagkabanaw, dito na nila nasabtan. Ah, bitaw no, ang tanan nga gi-istorya ni Kristo, sa diyang buhi pa siya, ang tanan nga iya ang gi-isgutan, when He predicted His death and resurrection, Everything happened just as he told us with 100% accuracy. And that helped these apostles, these disciples to be really convinced from the deepest parts of their inner being. They were so convinced that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, and that he is worth following and even worth dying for. You realize that? Those men died for their faith in Christ. No amount of persecution could shake them and move them and, you know, kind of cause them to compromise. Why? They were so convinced. Their conviction, their personal conviction about the identity of Christ was well established. They saw it with their own eyes. Katumbuhi pa siya, wapa siya gilansang, shaky pa. Ay naman sila yung agenda. But humana siya gipatay, gilubong na banaw, dito na nila nakita, ang tanan nga gisaysay ni Kristo, tanan nga gisulti ni Kristo, unsaon siya pagpatay, unsa ilang buhato niya, asa siya dapat mamatay, kinsay kuyog niya, sa diyang patyo siya, Everything happened. And when they remembered what they have been hearing about the Messiah from the Old Testament teaching, everything came together for these disciples. And they became so convinced. We, we cannot make a mistake. He is indeed the Son of God. Okay? The Messiah. The Christ. He's worth living for. And He's worth dying for. And that's our prayer. But brothers and sisters, we cannot live our life and say, well, that's for the apostles, not for us in the 21st century. Nope. You realize that the reason why God gave us a copy of the scripture and he wrote all of these testimonies in the scripture is so that we can follow through. We can follow their example. That should be our Desire should be our goal as followers of Christ in the 21st century. We should be the church in the 21st century that lives like the church in the 1st century. Usay, ang rason nga nung mahadlok tag persecution, mahadlok tag yagayagaan ta, mahadlok tag katawan ta, mahadlok ta kung i-chakwera ta sa ato ang mga clubs, sa atong mga grupo, kaysa atong mga silingan, is because we are not fully convinced about who Jesus is. It in our heart of hearts, we are not convinced that He is worth living for and that He is worth dying for, no matter what. And the answer is, kung ganaan ng level of commitment to Jesus, we need to come to that level of conviction about His identity. Then we can commit to Him. Muna drive ni Jesus Christ sa mga disciples. So, verse 33. Ingat Okay? We're going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes and they will condemn Him to death and deliver Him over to the Gentiles and they will mock Him and spit on Him, flog Him or scourge Him. They will murder Him 
and after three days, he will rise again. And here's what we can learn. If we want to see servanthood exemplified, learn from the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, the suffering servant of God, the Savior of the world, okay, predicted his own death and resurrection for a reason. And yang gitagaan o panigingnan ang iyahang mga disipulo, ang iyahang mga tinunan. First of all, what we can see here in this section is the suffering of the Savior predicted. Jesus talked about in detail, okay, about the cruelty of the cross. He described here, first of all, the hostility that he will face from the religious leaders. The Son of Man will be delivered over, will be turned over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. He was talking about the hostility that they have against him. We'll talk more in details. Pagbahita bu ane ne. Kaya kani prediction pa mane. Okay, so di ko garan nga idiskas ane na to karon yung ining abot po sa insaktong panahon. Kung abot natanya nga section of the Gospel of Mark, balik ko na po nato gisgot. But here, I just want to point out to you when Jesus predicted his own suffering, he he emphasized that. These men are hostile against me. Number two, he described the severity of the suffering that he will go through. And this is where I want to dwell a little bit. I want you to use your sanctified imagination this morning. They will mock him and they will spit on him. And they will scourge him. And kill him. Let those words sink in. Jesus to demonstrate his love for you. Let me ask you a question. And to those of you who are in love today, you know, my my lover today is the best in the world. Let me ask you a straightforward question. Have you ever been loved this much by someone? Someone who is willing to be ridiculed, willing to lay down his life for you. My my own wife is listening. But I would say, you know, I don't think she can even if she will use all of her energies and everything, that she can surpass the love of Christ for me. I've never been loved this way. How many of us experience being mocked and ridiculed by others? Have you been I hope not. Okay? Kaya naman ganing dili ito yun. Piskang naglaway sa mga istorya. Mag-react mga ganit ka. Okay? Labi nag-ikan mo nang inom mong kape. Yung istorya mong doon. Yung mulagsik ng laway. Man! Okay? Naipanos nga fresh milk mong abotsin mong naong. Di ba? Nga katong mga nakastudy og microbiology. Nga nakasulay na mong inoculate. O goan gikan sa inyong mayon yung kang iyaks. But have you ever been spot on? Okay? Have you been spot on on the face? Not because you did something stupid or you said something hurtful to someone, but you've been spot on because of your faithfulness to the Lord. How many of us here have suffered great pain because we passionately obeyed God the Father? Well, this was the case for our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. They did all that they did to Him, not because He violated any law or committed any sin. Remember, Jesus lived a perfectly righteous and moral life. He was a generous and a loving and a kind Lord who went around from village to village, not only to preach the truth of the gospel of the kingdom of God, but also to heal those who were being sick. 
those who are suffering from seemingly incurable and irreversible diseases, delivering those who have been oppressed and possessed by demons, bringing the dead back to life, restoring the joy of their grieving parents and relatives. No, they spat on him, they mocked him, they flogged him for doing those things. Jesus. But they hated him for being so good. They hated him because his goodness was way above theirs. His righteousness, his holiness is something they've never seen before. Eaten up with jealousy and envy. They tried to discredit and destroy him. Of course, we all know that's all part of God's plan. But if you examine the life of Christ, he suffered because he lived a counter-cultural life. He did not go with the flow. Jesus lived a holy life, set apart, and never compromised with the world. Again, we understand that ultimately he suffered because it was God's will for him. And Jesus chose to obey and please the Father. But from human perspective, mga bataw, ngano ng imo masip? Ngano maglagot mo niya? Kaya gayo niya ang mga masakiton ngayon yung mga doktor dili makayo. Okay? Kaya deliver niya ang mga demon possessed ngayon inyo ang mga you know mga magikiro dili makadeliver. Mo nang naglagot mo niya, right? Think about it. They hated him for doing all of these good things. Kalagot mo niya, kagigiwali niya ang kamatuwaran, and in the process, exposing your lies and your hypocrisies. That's why. So Jesus, when he predicted his own death and resurrection in this passage, he talked about the hostility and the severity of what they will do to him. But he did not end there. This is what I like about the gospel. Okay, It doesn't end with a negative note. He said, after all of that, he will rise again on the third day. He also talked about the victory. By the way, that is the gospel. This is what makes the gospel good news. Okay, after the suffering, okay, is victory. After the cross is the crown. After you die, you will live. That's the victory. After three days, he will rise. Do you realize that through the resurrection of Jesus, Romans 1.4 says that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God in the power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. That was the ultimate proof. That was the ultimate evidence of his sonship and messiahship when he rose from the dead. When Jesus rose from the dead, God's promise way back in Genesis chapter 3.15 that a seed of a woman will crush okay, the head of the serpent has been fulfilled. He received a fatal blow from our great and mighty deliverer, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation was made sure through the resurrection of Christ. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, if he did not rise from the dead, your faith is in vain. You are still in your sins. In other words, salvation is impossible without the resurrection. It was the resurrection that proved his messiahship. It was also the resurrection that broke the power of sin, death, and hell. So that in that same chapter, it's the first Corinthians 15. Not only did Paul talk about you know how how the resurrection broke the power of sin, he says it also broke the power of death. He says, Death and sin, where's your sting? No more. Because of his resurrection, sin's power over our lives as believers today has been broken. And as believers in Christ, our faith in him is not in vain. We have been forgiven. We've been set free from sin's power so we can live freely for God. And then we have eternal life in Him. Heaven is our eternal destination. Glory to our risen Savior. Jesus Christ is 
alive. Ning 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 a church, pidijud mo musinggit o ganahan mo kung angay mong musinggit, okay? Pero na, praise the Lord. Kung nakasabot juga gunsa bitagibuhat ni Kristo, mapuno juga sa kalipay, mapuno kadasig. Okay? Kay sumapas itong gikanta ganin na. There is a one glorious day na kiningtanan nga itong gagian karon nga kapait o kasakit ang mga balatian. Tanan! It will all come to an end. Okay? It will all come to an end. So, Amen. Amen to that. Sa mga nakasabot, Amen. Sa wala nakasabot, paminaw mo sa itong podcast. Okay? Pwede rin mong magsagit-sagit sa inyong balay o Amen. Right? You know that, by the way, sidetrack na gamay. All of our messages are recorded. Kung na mo Spotify, you can you can listen to our to our uh, recorded messages. So, sa series of Mark, I've been really blessed listening to my own sermons. I praise God for, for that. So, padayin ta. Not only nga ato makita din nino ang suffering of the Savior predicted, but because of this, ang response sa iyo mga disciples, makita po nato ang selfishness nila being exposed. Secondly, what we can see in this account is the selfishness of his followers being exposed. And it's being exposed through the request of the brothers. Ganan ko ang ka brothers. Okay? Gatsi kayo. Ningon sila sa Mark 10.35 James and John, the sons of Zebedee came up to, to Jesus and he said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Mm-mm. Okay? Diba no? Confident. Now, you will understand ganun yung sila confident. They, they're, they're part of what we call the inner circle of the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they were the one, they were the first batch of those nga yahang gitawag. Remember mana? So when, when Jesus called Peter, they, he came, he called James and John. Peter and Andrew, James and John. So, muna sila oh, mga pioneer sa grupo. So, murag sila, siguro muna na, na sila pinasahi nga privilege. Na sila special privilege. And not only that, nice scholar nga nag-study, okay, um, niyang getrace, nga kining duha di ay, igagaw ni, ni Jesus. Si James o si John. Because their mother, Salome, okay, by way of, kanabitong, iarang ipanglista ang mga babae sa kinang nahibalag ni Jesus and by way of elimination, si Salome mo yung nabilin, mo ni mama nila. Okay? By the way, sa Gospel of Matthew, kaning duha ka mga Gatsi brothers, nagpalaban ni sa ilahang mama. Nagpalaban ni auntie. Okay? So si auntie mo ni duol ni Jesus. Siya mo iniingo ni Sultig yun, ni Bungat, kung unsay request sa iyang mga igagaw. Mara baga kung ma-imagine nga ni Duol si Auntie Salome ni Jesus, niyan siya nga, Doy, Doy, or Dong. Okay. Ayaw po rin tawag baliba, ayaw po rin tawag kalimte ni mo mga igagaw. Kamu ba yung kuibugkuan? Okay? Kuibugtubo, kamu ba kababata, good mo kaayo, madahan, dag ka na mong naagian niya, gawas pa igagaw, bea mo. Iksuon man sila ni Mary. Okay, si Salome. So, nagpalakas ning duha. Kaya napalpak man si Peter katong sa chapter 8, di ba? Si Peter man tong unang kapalakas, napalpak, si James na po si John. Niya, ningon sila, Lord, we want you to do what we ask of you. And then he says, he said, what do you want me to do for you? And then money ang ilang request. He says, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. So pagabot na niya ni Moseimaya, kung mo, 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 maghari na ka, give us the prominent seats. One at your right, one at your left. Igagaw yata. Saman di ay. Okay? Asa man di ka mabahin sa mga opportunities at those lying tao. Di ba? Ato, 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 ato lang ni. Ihimuha na ito ng family business. Okay? We will reign. Gaw, puyog tagaw. Walay biyaay gaw. Okay? Walay talikdanay. And just like Peter in chapter 8, they still misinterpreted what it means for Jesus to be the Messiah. And they assume that when He ushers in the new age, they are 
you know, as his friends and as his relatives, they will receive special privileges. Making a comment on this passage, one commentator said, The Zebedee brothers are not asking for the honor of being crucified with Jesus, interestingly. When you come to your glory, when you walk through, okay, Via Dolorosa, when you will be scourged, when you will be mocked, when, when you will be spat on, when you will be crucified, okay? Grant us to be crucified, one on your left and one on your right. What again sila ni request ana? Ang ilang request ra is, okay, Lord, you suffer alone and then let us share in your glory. Yeah, yes, mga tao, okay? What they really expect is a kingdom for themselves where they can expo- impose their own will on others. They hope to replace the self-serving, oppressive power structure of the Romans with their own self-serving, oppressive power structure. So in the end, nothing really changes except the names of the rulers. What they really were asking is this, Lord, dispose and get rid of the Roman Empire and let us take their place. It's our time to shine. Okay. Selfish request. Selfish, self-centered, selfish ambition. And makita ni modern na muna gi-expose na ni Jesus. Grabiya ganon. Ni ingon ang gisulti ra ni Jesus kay mo na ilang buhaton na ako. Traidoron ko, okay? latigohon ko. Ilan sang cross cross patyon ko nila katulog ka adlaw mabanhaw ko ang ilang response lord ug mo na ilang plano nimo kinig abutan nimo sa imong himaya at to be mistook sa imong wala ha kuyog ta the gospel exposed the real condition of their hearts the gospel message revealed the selfishness of his own followers it was ex- exposed through their request. Number two, it was re- exposed through the response of the Savior. Jesus said, you do not know what you're asking. Actually, this is, this is very gracious of the Lord to tell them that. You, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized? And overconfidently, we are able we are able. And so, ginan sila ni Jesus, okay, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. You see, the Lord, Je- the Lord Jesus responded in grace when He told them, when He asked them, you don't, when, when He told them, you don't know what you're asking. And then he asked, are you able to drink of the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? cup, expression, okay? cup and baptism are references to the Lord's suffering. To drink of the cup in the Old Testament, idiom, meaning to fully experience something and in this case, experience fully God's wrath, God's judgment. So, ang point, ang punto ni Cristo is this. The reward and honor in the kingdom of God are relative to the degree of earthly suffering endured. So, willing ba mo nga mo suffer with the kind of suffering that I will suffer? Willing ba mo to be treated the way that they will treat me? Ang ilang confident nga answer is, we are able in other words, they were willing to pay the price. They were willing to suffer for a moment if only Christ could guarantee a position of power afterwards. But then Jesus said, Dili man ako'y magbuot kung kinsa'y mulingkod sa akong to or sa akong wala. Pero kay ningon mo mga able mo, nga mo antos sa kung sa akong antosan, okay, the cup that I will drink, the baptism that I'm being baptized, inyuhana. Kung tinuod yun, mo yun itabo, di ba? If you study the life of James and John, they both, okay, uh, suffered greatly for the Lord. James would be the first of the twelve to be martyred, exec- executed by, by Herod Agrippa, found in Acts chapter 12, verse 2. And John would be the last, 
near the end of the first century during the reign of Emperor Trajan. They would suffer, but the father will sovereignly decide the places of honor in the kingdom. So, tinood yun. Kung imong lantawan ba, kung i-timeline nimo ang naitabo sa mga disciples after sa pagkamatay, pagkabana, o kasensyon ni Jesus, tinood yun nga, naiusa nila nga nasa left, naiusa nga nasa right. Ang first nga gipatay, si James. Ang last nga namatay, si John. So, left o right, git sila. Okay? Sa pag-antos nila for the gospel, for living for the Lord. So, gi-expose yun, no? Ang ilahang selfish nga desires. Which confirms their misconception about the Messiah. Thirdly, their selfish desires, their sinful hearts were exposed not only through their selfish request and through the reaction of the Savior, but also through the reaction of the rest of the disciples. You see, kung selfish ang imong motivation, okay? kung selfish ang imong desire, ang imong ambition, that can cause others in your group, okay? or within the group, a sinful kind of competition. Verse 41, And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. In other words, the rest of the apostles were furious. Naglagot kay sila ni James and ni John. Gatsi kining duwada. Naunhan ta. Naunhan man sila. Lagot kay sila. Para nila magod lang. Nakauna na siya. Suwa na. Ang, 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 ang tawagan niya ay priority number one o two. Nakuha na nila. Wala tayo chance. Munang naglagot sila. The rest of them are furious. It's not because James and John, uh, dili lang ngayon, na-offend sila sa ilahang uh, spiritual, nga, I amin mean, sa ilahang pagkagatsi. Naglagot siguro sila, kaya naunahan sila. And the twelve, na-exposing lang selfish competitiveness, survive. By the way, kaning ilahang pagka-competitive with one another, wakanin ako man diya. Hangtod na ni dito sa Last Supper. If you read Luke chapter 22, verse 24, Last Supper na ni, they were still disputing among themselves as to which one of them was regarded to be the greatest. Makaingong ka sa, sa tagatanhayanon pa rin nga pag-istorya, mantiaw po mo ting. Kidugayan ninyong nakakuha. Hangton na gina sa Last Supper, maglalis gap po na sila ginsay greatest among the twelve. And Jesus called to called to him, called them to him, verse 42, and he said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles, the unbelievers, lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But listen to this. As my followers, Jesus says, But it shall not be so among you. That will not be the case with you if you're gonna be my followers. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be a slave of all. I see the apostles were influenced by the prevailing leadership style of the world. Among rulers of the Gentiles, lord it, okay, in their exalted position over their subjects, they will use and abuse their authority to get what they want. Rulers were, and until today, are still ambitious autocratic, self-promoting, confident, arrogant, prideful, dictatorial, and domineering. The world has always been filled with these kinds of leaders. Many reach the heights of power driven by corrupt, proud hearts. And they seek power at the expense of others. Even in our own country. Ambition and overconfidence and competitiveness mark the worldly pursuit of greatness by self-promotion. They promoted themselves. But the Lord Jesus Christ spoke strongly against this worldly leadership philosophy. Jesus, It shall not be so among you. So us, His followers, including us, they are to be different from the world. Not to be weird okay, or funny, but different in ways in, in our ways, in our philosophy, applying God's truth in our daily lives. To be specific, Jesus is teaching about servant leadership. Pag-ingon niya, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first 
among you must be the slave of all. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean nga kung leader ka, ikaw na'y labandira sa imong mga trabante, ikaw na'y kusinero sa tanang tao, ikaw na'y tiglimpyo sa tanang motor sa imong mga workers. That's not what it means. But you have to have that attitude of humility to be willing to serve other people so that they would benefit from it. The way up is the way down. Jesus is our perfect example of servant leadership. In John chapter 13, remember mo saying ibuhat, he took a basin of water and he washed his disciples' dirty, smelly, muddy feet. Kabalo mo kinsan ang trabaho silang panahon? Ang paghinlo sa tiil sa mga guests was the work of the lowest of the slaves. Kani mga slaves, napunin ilang ranking. O ang pinakaubos is called the doulos. The slave of all. Ang iyang trabaho, munang tiglimpyo sa tiil, nga baho, hugaw, abog kayo, okay? sa mga guests nga musulod sa basinkinsa nga panimalay. That's the work of the lowest of the slaves. So contrary to the ways of the world where power and authority is used to take advantage of others for selfish desires and ambitions, the followers of Christ are expected to use their power and their authority to serve the people around them, to bless them, to show them what God's love is like. We are to display the humility of Christ by serving others. One author said in one of his books, How do I know if I'm living this kind of a life? How do I know if I, I'm being a servant leader? Well, you know if you're being a servant leader when everyone else around you treats you like one. So, ang ibuat ni Jesus, after na, verse 45, our key verse, the self-denial of our Savior expressed here. And I would like to point your attention to the very first two words, Nurse Jesus, for even the Son of Man, for even, okay, mas gani ang ginoo. Maskin gani ang anak sa Dios. Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Jesus expressed His self-denial as our Savior in obedience to, God's, to God the Father's will okay, through His humble service. For even the Son of Man. The Lord Jesus Christ Himself set, I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ set Himself as the standard for his followers to imitate. Shamoy dapat model and example for us to follow. And as I've said, na uwa attention sa phrase mga for even the Son of Man. Remember, Jesus is God. He is the creator and the sustainer of the heavens and the earth. Colossians 1, 15-17. And yet, He humbled Himself. He was willing to do the dirty job to bless others, to benefit others. And how many of us Christians struggle in this area? Okay? I don't want to go into specifics kay basing makaingon mo gitirahan ta mo. I mean, you can evaluate your own marriage relationship. Husbands, we are the leaders of our families. Are we servant leaders or are we acting like the boss in the family? If we want to be, if, if ganang itang makita good ang kinabuhi ni Kristo, if we're going to be faithful followers of Christ, He is our example. Are you willing to humble down yourself as a leader? And instead of demanding others around you to serve you, are you willing to humble yourself and serve them? Sama sa gibuhat ni Kristo. Or are you always demanding your spouse to do something for you. And you're always complaining when you are asked to do something for them. See, Jesus humbled himself. He didn't need okay, to do this. But Jesus came not to receive service from people, but to offer himself in service to all. And here's the thing. Jesus has never demanded anything from his disciples that he himself did not do. He always modeled 
what he demanded from them. When he told them, deny yourself, die daily, take up your cross. If you would follow me, he did it himself. When he demanded that his followers would, be, would live counter-cultural lives, not conforming and compromising with the world, he lived as the perfect example of that. So Jesus denied himself and expressed it through his humble service. Lastly, through his life sacrifice, to give his life as a ransom for many. The ultimate service that the Lord Jesus gave to all humanity was when he laid down his life to be the sacrifice for all of man's sin. Mingikang ransom, that means a price paid for the release of a slave. And that's us, slaves of sin. To set us free from the power and the dominion of sin, Christ paid the price, and the price was his own life. And because of that, God gave him a name which is above every name. To end our message, let's read together Philippians 2, 1 to 11. I think I have it on the slides. Philippians 1, kung di mo ka basa kay gagmayra kayo, or kung mabasa ra, dirita sa slide, kung di, you open your Bible, Philippians 2, 1 to 11. I'm using the ESV version. Together, let's read Philippians 2, verse 1 through 11. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, Jesus calls his followers to sacrificial service to others, just as he came to serve and save us. Concluding thoughts. Bring these questions with you. Number one, how can you serve your family reflecting Christ's attitude? Can you think about that? Husbands, can you think about this? Wives, fathers and mothers, children. How can you serve your family reflecting Christ's attitude? Number two, how would you treat your spouse differently for you married people? If we're going to be followers of Christ, giving ourselves to serving others, how, from this day onwards, how would you treat your husband and your wife differently? Kids or children, how would you treat your parents differently? Parents, how would you treat your children differently? And for us as a church, are you serving the Lord in a ministry in the church? Are you giving yourself in service for others? And just a friendly reminder, don't try to do it in your own effort. You will get tired. So here's the key. The Holy Spirit lives in us as our helper who enables us to obey God and glorify Him in our lives. Here's what I suggest you do. Pray and ask God for humility and strength and opportunities to apply this truth. Pray for three things. Pray for God's humility, pray for God's strength, and pray for opportunities to serve others. Okay? I hope Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. That you sent your son Jesus Christ who died on that cross more than 2,000 years ago. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for laying down your life 
and paying the penalty of our sins, which is death and hell, separation from our God for all eternity. And yet not only that, you left us with an example to follow. With your teachings in your word, Lord, you gave us a clear guidance of how we should live as your followers, as believers in Christ. God, it is our desire to glorify you in everything that we say and do. So help us, Holy Spirit, to respond to the call of our Savior to sacrificial service, following his example. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will enable us to pattern our lives after our great and perfect example, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe us with your humility, Lord Jesus. Clothe us with your holiness and your love. God, enable us to follow in your footsteps. May you be honored. May you be glorified. May you be seen, be known, and be heard in and through us, your body, your people, your church. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.